You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. This show is sponsored by Kingdom Builders Live. I want to tell you about Tamara Lowe and Kingdom Builders Academy because I did something very unusual. I actually went to them and asked them to sponsor this podcast. The reason I did that is because of the amazing results that they've been getting for everyday Christians over the last five years, turning them into best-selling authors, high-ticket coaches, and successful public speakers. If you're looking to make your first 100K as a writer, speaker, coach, or online entrepreneur, I give my highest recommendation to Tamara Lowe and Kingdom Builders Academy. I've personally gone through her training and I hired her to be my coach to help me get to the next level in my business. Now, Tamara Lowe is a New York Times bestselling author and has worked with world leaders like George Bush, Billy Graham, Colin Powell, Mother Teresa, Peyton Manning, and many more. She is recognized as the number one expert in teaching Christians how to increase their income, impact, and influence. Now, coming up very soon, Tamara is putting on a free three-day live online event called Kingdom Builders Live that will show you how to go from zero to six figures in as little as 12 weeks as an author, speaker, coach, or online entrepreneur. You can get all the details and register for free at www.kingdombuildersevent.com. And when you use that link to register for free, Tamara has even agreed to send you a free copy of her best-selling book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your God-Given Purpose. This is something she is doing exclusively for my listeners of this show. So register now for Kingdom Builders Live and get a free copy of Tamara Lowe's book at kingdombuildersevent.com. Listen, if you've ever wanted to write best-selling books, impact lives as a public speaker, launch your own coaching program, create online courses, or start an online business, then your next best step is to register for Kingdom Builders Live, a free three-day live online event. You could grab your free ticket now 
and get a free copy of Tamara's book at kingdombuildersevent.com. That's kingdombuildersevent.com. And now on to today's show. Today, my featured guest is Maddie Martin, and she is the VP of Marketing for Smith.ai, which provides 24-7 communication and intake services for solo, small, and mid-sized businesses like your startup nation. She has spent the last 15 years growing tech startups from New York to California, USA, and has expertise in digital marketing, small business communications, lead conversion, SEO, content marketing, social media, affiliate marketing, and event marketing. Let's throw some more marketing in there. Come on. (laughs) She's passionate about empowering entrepreneurs to delegate more, to boost their profits, professionalism, and productivity. Maddie can be reached and found on LinkedIn. We'll put her links in the show notes. Uh, The website is Smith dot ai smith dot ai and we'll have a special uh promotional link for our first 100k listeners in the show notes as well that she sent over thank you maddie uh maddie welcome to your first 100k top 100 podcast on itunes in entrepreneurship go ahead and just take 30 seconds and uh, fill in some of the gaps in that intro would you Oh, sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Joseph. It's great to be here. Uh, if I can fill in some gaps, I will say that I have uh, a lot of resilience in my work life. I went to uh, college for economics, then I got a culinary degree, then I started working in nonprofits and made my way into the startup world. So I understand what it means to have a lot of shifts in your early life, in your work life, in your educational life. And I will tell you, it has made me a stronger person. So I'm excited to come to you today with all of that sort of background and knowledge, having worked now in startups for 15 years, but with a pretty diverse uh, background. And I think that that has helped me, you know, see things from different angles, which obviously is a key trait for any entrepreneur. So I'm looking forward to being here today. Well said. I think in the business world, you got to be prepared from for things coming at you from all different angles. Nothing just comes straight forward, you know? And like yourself, I have a background of diversity, of trial and error, trying things and finding out quickly, I don't want to do that thing. What's next? And just moving to the next thing. Where other people, they're born with like this innate vision of what they're going to do with their whole, their whole life and they just go for that one thing. God bless you. You guys are like snipers in life. You just see the target and you go for it. I'm more like a shotgun. I just start shooting everywhere, right? And then finally land on something. Maddie, it sounds like that's you as well. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And actually, my fiance is very much that other person who is uh, holding steady in in the same job, uh, which for this day and age is unheard of. But it's uh, like 16 years that he's been in his company. Um, whereas for me, you know, I, I think about learning quickly, and this is totally an entrepreneurial trait too, learning fast and making quick changes. So, you know, fast to fail, fast to grow. Don't stick around too long when you've already identified this doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. The numbers aren't right. When I was in culinary school and I started working in restaurants, it's called stage. We call it, you know, interning in in other industries. I would work in a restaurant and I was seeing my future life 
if I did this every day, every night, weekend and holiday, I mean, we're recording this during the holiday time. It's the perfect time to talk about this. I saw my personal life eroding in my future. And I thought, you know, that's not the life that I want for myself. I actually really enjoyed cooking. I really enjoyed culinary arts, being in the restaurant scene. It was fast paced and really fun. But I took those things that I really liked about the restaurant world and actually carried it into a career that I do find fits much better for me, which is the startup world, which has a lot of the same characteristics of pace and uh, keeping up with the times, trends, but not every night and holiday and weekend, which really felt like I had an allergy to. (laughs) As you should, right? So Startup Nation, right out the gate, Maddie delivered some value and wisdom for you, um, for you just to step back and assess what you're currently doing. Uh, Not that you should shift anything, but really just look at it um, and look deeper and look into the future. If you continue to do this thing that you're doing right now for the next five years or 10 years, how's your personal life going to look? Is it going to be the life that you want, that you've always dreamed of? Is it not? Is it going to chip away in a road, as she said, that vision, that dream for your life? And if so, well, maybe make some decisions now. And maybe you've been avoiding those decisions because you're like, I'm so invested in this project, in this business. There's no way I can leave. I'm invested financially, emotionally, psychologically, relationally. Like, there's no way I can leave. Listen, either you leave it or it's going to take everything from you. So, like, that's the choice in front of you, right? Not to get all uh, morbid here, but, like, be real. Look at, is it working or is it not working? And then is it going to work well in five years and in 10 years? If your answer is yes, go for it. And that should light you up and excite you. That, wow, this is, like, what I want and it's only going to get better and bigger. Maddie, anything you want to add to that? Just wanted to add something you just touched on, which is no decision is a decision. And that's really important for every entrepreneur to keep in mind. If you you are here and now in this place and you are feeling like there are a few signs that I am aware of, but not taking action on that I feel like could change my trajectory. I'm not feeling like this is my home in this current entrepreneurial pursuit. I don't feel like I really jive well with my business partner. I don't feel like the company is headed in the direction that I initially set out as my course. If you continue every day and you're getting enough sleep and you're thinking clearly, that's a big sort of given here. um, And you continue every day in just going back to work, sitting down at your computer and you were taught that hard work will pay off, just keep plugging into it. That is the mindset. That's honorable, but that is a decision that you're making. So by not making a decision, by just showing up to work every day, despite the signs and signals, you are taking control over it, even though it's not necessarily the direction that you want to head in if you took control maybe you know more deliberately and more aligned with those signs you're seeing. So a decision will be made whether you like it or not, but 
a, a non-decision, non-action is itself a decision. Does that make absolutely. sense? Yes, absolutely. Taking action or inaction, both are decisions for your life. Okay. So Maddie, uh, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Well, I had tremendous stage fright before I started speaking. I probably do 50 to 100 speaking gigs a year, depending on, you know, COVID times or not. But when I first did a speaking gig, this was on stage years ago, I was shaking like, I mean, like crazy. And, uh, you know, I got up there on the stage anyway, and I held really tight the podium and I had everything written out. I had total script in front of me, right? And I and I read it and it was very well written and it probably wasn't the best delivery, but I got through it. And from then on, all of my talks got a little bit better. And then after a year, I felt like, you know, I could riff a little bit during a presentation. I really knew my material very well to the point that I could come up with stories on the fly. I could uh, be interrupted by an audience member with a question and, and come up with an answer for them that was valuable. And, and now I feel quite comfortable. It's almost like when you were in school and you had a pop quiz and you have that feeling in your stomach where you totally freeze and your brain shuts off. That's what I used to experience before. And I feel like sometimes when you're in leadership roles or when you're in entrepreneurial roles, you're expected to be that speaker in the moment, in the spotlight all the time. You know, like you should know all the answers because here you are in the driver's seat, right? But there's something about that experience, and I would really encourage others who haven't had speaking opportunities to actually seek them out out because you will find that it helps you refine your sales pitch. It helps you connect with others face-to-face. -face. It helps you understand the questions that people have about the topics related to your business. And your presence will be so much stronger in every conversation that you have, whether you're on stage in a podcast, on a webinar or not, um, just on a phone call with a potential client or existing client, you will articulate things better with a clearer, less stressed out, blocked mind. And that's one thing that I don't think people knew how nervous I was and, and frankly, anxious and shaky and, and obviously that way. But, you know, a couple experiences like that, did, my, did that hurt my career? Absolutely not. Net positive all the way. Mm. Valuable lesson, Startup Nation there. I, I know firsthand some of you um you get fight or flight when you're put on the spotlight you're put in the spotlight um when i first married my wife my beautiful bride uh that's how she was um and what she found and what i've seen in her is tremendous growth when she's passionate about a topic that's near and dear to her heart especially if it has to do with uh justice you know or defending the helpless and the innocent uh, all of a sudden her fight or flight and that fear mechanism like just shuts off and she speaks boldly, confidently and with certainty because it's like coming from the heart and her head's not getting in the way, so to speak. Um, so sometimes that has to do with it as well. Sometimes we're nervous and shaky because maybe what we're speaking about, we're not very passionate about, we're not very into. So find something that you really connect with, um, 
And then practice, like Maddie said. Practice, practice, practice. If you're someone that I got to stick to the script, then, then do that. Start with scripts. And until you get so good at your material and you know it front and back that you're now able to step off of the script, wing it just a little bit, interact and participate so that it's not a robotic presentation, but it's very live and interactive. Um, maybe you're wired like me and I, I know I was super scared. I had all the fight or flight, everything you described. I had some PTSD from my public speaking class in junior high school because my teacher was like this tall, good looking guy, uh, that all the, the girls in my class had a crush on and I admired him. I was like, man, I want to be like this guy. Right. And then like, I went up and I gave a, a little short speech and all the girls loved it. And he got like weird jealous or something. And he said some derogatory remarks to me in front of the whole class. Everyone started giggling. I went into complete panic mode. Where are the exits? And I never wanted to speak again, Maddie. And I remember for the next 10 years in business, I avoided any speaking opportunities, which means I was self-sabotaging the growth of those businesses until I finally overcame it and said, enough, I got to get good at this. Right. And ever since then, Probably one of the best skill sets I've ever learned is speaking in front of audiences. Like you said, uh, whether it's uh, when you get good at one to many, you get good at one to one to one as well, right? It's just across the board. All right. So Maddie Martin, uh, we're speaking with, she's part of a seven figure startup, Smith.ai. They've been around for some time now. They provide 24 seven communication services, intake services. Now, Maddie, you've been, you were the first hire of the founders there. Okay. Um, first marketing. Thank you. Uh, what have you seen, uh, you know, along the way, all these, these years since the beginning, um, the biggest challenge, uh, they've had, uh, all of you, your team has had in building this company to where it's at now. You guys are 10 million plus. Yeah. 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 We, we actually are just at eight figures. Eight figures. Um, Thank you. So yeah, it's uh, been quite a journey over the last six years. I joined uh, just about five years ago and they had already had the proof of concept, so to speak. They had clients who were referring other clients for virtual receptionist services. This is long before we added, you know, website chat and Facebook answering and all that good stuff. But this is, something different because there was a very tech forward approach and, you know, did business owners want that level of technology in their answering service and in their intake service and the person who's answering their phones and making return calls turns out that they really did. It was really a breath of fresh air. They liked that we integrated with their systems. And what happened early on is that they were really referring folks, not just in their own industry and in their own office building, but they were actually seeking out opportunities to refer Smith AI to their friends, their family, their networks, their membership organizations. They were introducing us, uh, people who were lawyers to their bar associations and saying, would you like to sponsor this event and so on. Um, but one of the things that we noticed was that our competition was long established in answering services mm -hmm. and, you know, 10, 20, 30 years of these services. And uh, they had a, a large advertising presence. They were doing pay-per-click. They were doing a lot of, um, you know, search ads. 
And that was something that we thought, okay, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, this is where the market is. Initially, I was thinking this is where a lot of our budget is going to be. But it turned out that actually leaning into scaling the referrals, becoming a preferred vendor, becoming a member benefit was a huge unlock and growth hack for us because we were able to get in front of audiences that were much more the right target audience than a lot of people who are maybe just exploring or discovering our services. And we were able to generate demand for something that is often seen as an optional service with a very high conversion rate. And we thought, well, this is a a bright light in our marketing funnel, because if you have something that is not related to keeping the lights on, paying the taxes, making payroll happen, answering services are often seen as optional. If I can give a speech, give a CLE educational seminar, you know, continuing education for some profession, weave in these services and how they can strengthen a business and, and come up with that demand in that audience, generate it from nothing. They didn't even know these services existed. And some of those people go on and sign up within a week or two or three weeks. To me, that says someone is taking money from a budget that basically didn't have any allocation for this and setting it to the service. That's incredibly compelling to me because you have the existing demand that's already seeking something. And then you have this other latent, passive, untapped demand that just has to be asked to act, right? And that's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs are afraid to invest time in, Mm -hmm. which is developing an audience and interest when you have no idea if it's going to pay off. How long is it going to take to get people who just have heard this new concept or have never considered this for their business or their personal life to adopt it, it turns out, you know, you have a lot of people who are willing to act because you've hit a nerve somewhere, touched on a pain point, a problem that they've had. Yes, I miss a ton of calls. I know that's missing. You know, I'm losing business because I'm not answering the phone or it's a huge interruption or I don't know if I'm going to answer and it's going to be spam or a sales call. There are all these things that sort of come to mind because it's a daily experience that when you touch on that thing, it's like a light bulb turns on. And if you have that kind of service or product that solves a problem they haven't even put into words yet or started seeking out, you have the best first player advantage. And I'll tell you, it's sometimes better than going after that lower funnel, uh, someone searching for a specific service on search. That's way more competitive. They have a way better idea of steering that conversation with you. I'm looking for an answering service and I have these requirements and this budget and it has to work with my team in this way. I would argue that's possibly more challenging and harder to win that business than actually generating the demand from scratch, which is totally different than what a lot of people will tell you. Mm. You know, I like the way you say that. I look at as a practical example, and I hope this uh, serves you well, Startup Nation. Um, In my own coaching practice, you know, I I get to work with Christian husbands, um, and I take them from angry and stressed uh, to peace and purpose. And I do it without therapy or marriage counseling. Um, 
so exactly what you just said was the people, the men that were searching for therapy and marriage counseling, most men don't search for marriage counseling, let's be honest, they, but therapy they do. Uh, they're looking at all the options of therapists, right? And, and, and therapists typically charge way less than my price, my ticket. Um, so if I came into that and advertised on uh, psychology today and all those other uh, platforms, they're going to compare me to these lower end uh, pricing models that could provide a completely different service than the high level elite coaching that I do. Uh, so I remember when I first started out, I was trying to get listed on those. And it was just like, I kept running into obstacle after obstacle. And I was like, what the heck, man? And it turns out I wasn't meant to. I wasn't meant to. I was meant to position myself as an elite men's coach and then tap people that weren't even searching for therapy. They were successful in their businesses. They're doing eight figures plus. Um, but at home, you know, they're unhappy. They're unfulfilled. They don't know what's next in their life. Or they're blowing up on their wife and kids and feeling guilt and shame afterwards. They just got anger issues going on and stuff. Or they're addicted to porn and other addictions, etc. So they're hurting, they're in pain, but they're not actively out there seeking. And I would come along and like run into a person and just say, hey, here's what I do or blah, blah, blah. And I just present it and they're like, I never thought of that. I want that. And they would put their hands up. And then like you said, Maddie, they would pull from a budget that they didn't even have um, a, lo a larger amount, you know, investment and invest in my high ticket coaching programs. So I really get what you just said. Is that about the same thing? It's absolutely the same thing. When you hit that nerve, there's no sort of, <laughs> or I should say when you ring that bell, there's no unringing it, right? Like you heard mm. it, it resounded with you and that set off in many ways a new course in your life, right? You, you can't unhear things. So when you hear that and you think I could be doing things differently, or I, I could delegate more, or I could, you know, spend time and energy and money on this thing that I know is important. Sometimes it takes a little while to educate in this process it does. where you have to communicate, not just once, but multiple times, you know, people who are listening to your show, I'm sure have taken a few episodes sometimes to really get things ingrained to hear, you know, your advice for Christian stressed husbands, who obviously that is quite a sizable market. So you already know in your business model that you don't have to, you know, win the entire market for yourself. You just have to reach, you know, a, a good amount of them. And only a small number of them, frankly, have to convert because your pricing model and your business model is such that you have a, you know, small group sort of focus or one-on-one -on -one focus. And I won't speak for you, but my You're point doing is, good. <laughs> thank you. Uh, my point is you have multiple opportunities and it is very low cost compared to the cost of paid search ads and other advertising, right? It takes mostly time and uh, dedication and showing up, consistency, having that message that's already practiced so you don't come across as someone who is inconsistent, especially in your messaging, and in repeating that, and people need to hear things, don't forget, you know, 
a dozen times now. We used to say seven in the marketing world. It's more like three times that. It's probably two dozen. And, and as a result, someone shows up, there's a little kernel of something that brings them back to the next session. Oh, Joseph's talking again. Okay, I want to hear what he has to say, or I think I missed something last time because of all the distractions that are in our life always, right? I want to hear it again and again. And then, okay, I'm going to sign up. I really, you know, people who have enough money to invest in your services are probably pretty thoughtful and they're thinking, all right, can I commit to this? Can I uh, invest in this? Do I value myself to invest in? And then when you think about from the entrepreneur's mind, well, what are the questions that my listeners are asking themselves after they hear you know, the, me the first time, the second time? How do those questions build? You can actually, as that entrepreneur, build that into your programming. You can even sequence talks to say, here's the first thing you should listen to of mine. Here's the second thing you should listen to of mine. And you nurture that demand you generate that demand, not instantly, but over the first few instances. And then by the time, you know, you're asking, what's your commitment? They're saying, I'm glad you finally asked, right? Because I am so ready. And, uh, and don't, don't lose your patience in this process, because whether it's a product or service, you know, people have to see the features and how they fit into their life before they're willing to, to pay for it. Some may do it immediately. Some may talk to their friends about it. I'm considering this and actually bring in others and, and inadvertently refer people to you. Um, so how can you encourage that questioning stage is, is the most important thing that I would share if you are generating demand in that way. Mm. I think you articulated that very well. I wanted to go back uh, to one thing you were saying earlier that uh, Smith.ai uh, became really good at being referred or getting referred early on. What is the secret recipe uh, for that? What can my listener do right now to make themselves 100% uh, sticky and referable uh, in the minds of their clients and future clients? Uh, it's very simple. There are just three things. The first thing is an incentive for your client. The second thing is an incentive for the referral. And the third thing is to ask and to keep asking. So you set it up and then you tell people about it. Now, the incentives are important, even if they're just a token. Uh, for example, Smith AI Services you know, they started a couple hundred bucks a month, but on average, people are spending several hundred to several thousand. Um, the referral is a $25 a month discount for the referrer. And there's $100 off the first month for the referee. Now, that's not a ton of money, but it is enough to uh, instigate sort of that action, right? And it's enough to make you think, well, if I refer 10 clients, then I get $250 off per month, every month. That's quite substantial. That might be half my bill for some of our clients that might be their entire bill. We have clients who pay $0 a month for their services because they've taken a little bit of time, tapped their network and repeatedly shared it. And as a result, that gets them a long-term benefit. 
Now you'll notice that it's $25 a month, every month for the referrer. That's the way that I think it works best where the referrer actually has the more significant uh, outcome, that benefit, that discount, $25 a month times, you know, two, three, four years that someone's going to stay with us, maybe longer, that's a way bigger payout than $100 off your first month for the referee. But that person, when they become the client, when they become a client, they get that client discount for $25 off a month. So, Yes, initially it's not a great benefit to get $100 off. As soon as you're a client, you get the referrer benefit. It's it's not a complicated mechanism. You don't need a fancy tool. What we did before we started using Referral Rock, which is what we use to manage our referral program now, um, we were in business for years and years before we had anything fancy. Stripe allows for coupon codes and we would create coupon codes and we would give them to our clients. And uh, you can do it manually at first. Who referred you? Obviously, you need to ask uh, how you heard about your business uh, early and often. If you wait until you know the second, third conversation, people sometimes don't remember. Mm-hmm. So essential with any referral program is asking as soon as possible uh, after you gather basic information, how did you hear about us? Yeah, it's definitely something in my intake form when someone signs up for the initial call. It's like, how, who referred you, right? Uh, right? You saw that even coming on this podcast today. I was like, who referred you, right? I want to know that. Uh, thank you for that. The, that simple three-step uh, way for you, Startup Nation, uh, to become sticky in the minds of uh, your clients that they want to refer you. So three steps, incentivize the client, your client incentivize the referral um, and, it, and then ask them, right? And just put it out there. And, uh, again, Maddie says the upfront, um, uh, incentive, you know, bonus or fee is, can be attractive, but the monthly ongoing, um, bonus or fee or commission is really what works best. And, and I believe that as well. I like, uh, I haven't heard of referral rock, but my coaching is called blow up rocks. So I'm guessing there may be something there. So I'm going to go check that out myself. Um, We've been speaking with Maddie Martin uh, over at smith.ai. And Maddie, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? The pace of the day-to-day, every day is new. Every day is new, yeah. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, Some sleepless nights. Yeah. (laughs) What are you most afraid of? Mm, uh, Man, being (laughs) being repeatedly wrong, (laughs) losing credibility. Okay, yeah, I get that. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life, which is part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Uh, Training my puppy to be well-behaved. He's a year. (laughs) Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Oh, trying to make marketing channels work that I should have like forgotten and given up on a long time ago. Wow. That's transparent. Yeah. What secret fear do you have about people? 
that they won't like me. <laughs> okay. What do you wish you had learned sooner about business, sooner in business? That it is a necessary function of business to take big risks. Hmm. What do you wish, uh, what's a new habit you want to create in your life? You're going to create this year. It's new year's resolutions coming up. What do you got? Sleeping an extra hour a night. Yes. <laughs> do it. What's a bad habit you're going to break? Mm, that's a bad habit I'm going to break. That's a you're, tough one. You're committing to the world right now. Come on. This is built in accountability. You're welcome. Oh, I feel like I've been putting too much dairy in my coffee. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Mm. Resilient, articulate, and fair. Nice. And uh, pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Mm. Stressed, uh, rushed, and not as good of a listener, not okay. a very good listener. Got it. Uh, and last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your fiance, your puppy in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about life. What would you say to them? Mm, I would say, you know, uh, I, I, I know that you're a, you're a faithful person. I would say show God's love in your actions and, and words as much as humanly possible. Mm, beautiful. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first six figures this year? Delegate more. Delegate, delegate as much as you possibly can and become obsessed with it. Okay, there you have it. Sound pretty certain about that. We've been speaking with Maddie Martin over at Smith.ai. Maddie, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently, like be done with the addiction be done with the medications, be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids, we lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. 
I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.